it's the moment you have long dreamt would happen. Tales of the extraordinary returns to the Hollywood Fringe Festival for one night of overwhelming titillation and suspense as we present our newest episode, creatively titled Tales from Underground. <laughs> In a typical twist of irony, our tale begins high in the clouds, specifically the ones over Nova Scotia, Canada. The natural calm of the northern skies is pierced by the sharp whine of jet engines as an unusual aircraft skims through the air. It is none other than the creation of super scientist Dr. Heinrich von Kliegel, who is traveling with his companions, adventuress Vanessa Drake, thrill-seeker Montgomery Becknell, and world-renowned explorer extraordinaire Little Dickie Broughton, along with the freshly rescued psychic to the stars Vesper Kingsley in her new genetically engineered super body. All aboard Dr. von Kliegel's jet-powered airship, folks, a ship which he calls... The Air Bear. That's it? I'm sorry? You named it the Air Bear because a bear is bigger than a wolf? Indeed. See, the Air Wolf was just a prototype. Once I returned to America, I was able to build my own. I may have gotten carried away with the size, I admit, but... I think it's a fine vessel, Doctor. And a fine name. Thank you, dear Vesper, and might I say the same about your, um, vessel. Cheeky, Doctor. Cheeky. I must say, Kingsley, I was surprised you came with us on this little side trip of ours, instead of staying in Europe with the others. And miss the chance to see Mike again? Don't be silly. Well, Officer Sullivan will be seeing a whole new you, eh? True. It may be hard for him to wrap his head around. Your mind in a different body? Aye. I wouldn't believe it either if I hadn't witnessed it with my own eyes. And not just anybody, Dickie, old boy. Your lovely lady friend here is the perfect woman. Isn't that what Stavros called her? His idea of the perfect woman, at least, Montgomery. Now, now, don't be jealous. Excuse me? Uh, perhaps a change of subject, huh? <laughs> Fine. I have a question. Ask away. Your friend is in New York, right? According to all the papers, he made quite a splash in the press with his imprisonment at Sing Sing... Wait, I thought you said he was a cop. I'm sure he has a good reason for it. Okay. What I want to know is, why are we headed north if your friend is in New York? Simple. Just a little R&R in between league business. While the doctor flies our speedy little air taxi to gather Sullivan, I plan to partake in some good old-fashioned spelunking. Oh? That sounds like an adventure. Right you are, Monty. And I hope you'll join me. <laughs> you have to ask. Wonderful. Excuse me, but... What are you planning to... spelunk? Ah, yes, details. Well, have you ever heard of the notorious Oak Island? Is it in Canada? Yes. Then no. I like her. I'll have you know that I myself am quite well-versed in Canadian geography. Or Canageography, as I like to call it. Did I ever tell you about the time I spent mapping a small island in Nova Scotia for the Canadian government? Oh, it, it was Oak Island, actually. What a strange coincidence. Did you ever find anything? Oh, I only made maps. I didn't go down the hole, young man. The hole? Oh? Go on. 
1795, a young man noticed some lights coming from the southeastern part of the island. I believe it was actually the southeastern. Oh, you said that. Carry on. Well, when he went to investigate, he discovered a circular depression in the ground and a crude pulley system on an overhanging branch. With the aid of some friends, he excavated the pit to 30 feet, discovering pick marks on the walls and layers of logs every 10 feet. Subsequent excavations by private companies believed it must be a hidden treasure by Captain Kidd or even Blackbeard. A stretch in both cases. So you're going to search for buried pirate booty? Indeed! In that case, count me in. What? And count the aforementioned Officer Mike Sullivan in as well. At this very moment, he is in the apartment of his friend, fellow policeman Stephen Archer, relaxing with a bottle of illegal whiskey. What? Mm. What part are you confused about, Mike? The part where I asked you to put on some damn pants or the part where I volunteered you to come on a case with me? Actually, I, I think I turned off after you said you was going to take my whiskey away. Well, yeah, well, that's just a foregone conclusion. I know you're used to getting your way when you were the kingpin of Sing Sing, but out here there's still a prohibition going on. I am above your laws. That is just the booze talking. You've been moping around my place with no pants for weeks and it's pathetic. Plus my couch smells like a distillery. What, what a fine idea. Let's turn the couch into a distillery. I would kill you in cold blood if you tried. Now come on, put your pants on, we're going to the museum. Ah, oh, we are? We're for Culture. No, Jesus, Mike, you really didn't hear me when I said there's been a break-in at the Museum of Natural History. So what? Let a rookie handle that one. Funny thing is, there was no forced entry, the doors were all locked up tight, no one broke in, and no one went out. Huh. Hmm. Uh, that sounds like a genuine mystery. One of those... Brain teasers from the times. It's the former. And if I know you, Mike, I know you can't pass up a good mystery. I'll see you in the car in five minutes, and don't forget- Pants! Yeah, yeah, I know, I got it. Ugh. Twenty-five minutes and one pair of pants later. I'd appreciate it, officers. If you would keep this out of the papers, if Mr. Osborne finds out- Well, you're more concerned about your boss finding out than the general public? Of course. The scandal is one thing, but, but getting fired and possibly blacklisted for the rest of my professional career is another matter altogether. I, I'm sorry, but just, just what is it that you do? I told you, I'm senior principal preparer for the museum, specifically paleontology. No, I'm sorry, I meant what do you do in English? I put together the exhibits, handle the specimens, and work directly with the curators. There you go, Sparky. Was that so hard? It's Kirby. My name is Kirby. What kind of policeman are you, anyway? We're the kind who solve cases. Now, is this the room? Yeah, but that shouldn't be open. Maybe it's ghosts. That would be fun. And here is the crate that was vandalized. Look at that. Pride right open and ransacked. They weren't even trying to be sneaky. And as you can see from the dust in the hall and the rest of the room, no one came in or out. So, you think they just materialized out of thin air? Don't be ridiculous. It's just, it's why I called the police. Are you even detectives? I was. Once. Wait. Twice. Wow. Excuse me? Uh, uh, so you don't use this room much, huh? It's on the list of specimens we have backlogged for displays. Most of these crates came from excavations 20 or so years ago. 
From the, uh, the Oak Island Money Pit? What's that? In 1795, a young man noticed some lights coming from the southeastern part of the island. Too long, don't care. What was in the box in particular? I wanted to hear the rest of the story. Uh, nothing of value, just various pickaxes and digging tools uncovered from the many treasure hunters over the past century who... Wait, treasure? Yes, the, the money pit is thought to be the site of pirate treasure. Now where's that box? It has never actually been found, officer. So what was taken then? It looks like just the diamond pickaxe. Diamond? It's just the shape of the head. It, it was an unusual design, if I recall. Nuts. We can deal with what was stolen after we figure out how it was stolen. There's no ventilation shaft or back door into here? Not that I know of. These boxes haven't been moved since I started working here, so... Hey, Mike, what are you doing? What? I told you no more booze. Put that flask down, goddammit. Did you say booze? What? No, I... I said juice. No more juice. Uh-huh. Give me that flask. Hey, let go! Give it here. You're like a damn child. No, it's mine! Ah! No! Oh, wonderful! Now the floor's all covered in... juice. I apologize to my friend here, Mr. Kirby. It's been a hard week for him. Okay. So unless you can tell us anything more, we... Uh... Shh, shh! Quiet for a second! Listen. It's, it's flowing under the crate here. Help me move it! Well, I'll be damned! A trap door! Where does this go? I don't know. I, I've never seen it before. Well then, who wants to go first? As our heroes lower themselves into the darkness below, let us also lower ourselves to bring you this word from our sponsor. Hello, this is Frankie Tatoni of Tatoni Soap Products. I want to tell you about our new product, Made Man Soap. It's so good, we will deliver it to your door free of charge for money. Here's one of our longtime customers now. How you doing, Bobby? Good, good to see you. I brought you your weekly soap. Great. You look a little nervous there, Bobby. It's a lot of soap. Yeah? So? Well, what if I don't need soap? It's not so much a matter of need. We'll bring it to you anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, you bring me soap every week. I have a lot of soap. Okay. Uh, I, I don't mean no disrespect, it's just the kids can't sleep anymore. Their room has been filled with soap. We don't use the soap that quickly. Well, look at you. You should. What I'm saying is, what if we don't want the soap? Then you could pay us as usual, and we'd bring you no soap. What if I don't want soap, and I don't pay you? Oh, well, then I guess you'd find out how we make all that soap. Uh, thank you for the soap. Payment. There you go. That's Made Man Soap by Tatoni Soap Products. You will love it. You know what they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. And by godliness, I mean living in holy terror of meaningless vengeance from a power that will probably turn you into soap. And now, back to our heroes in the beatific Canadian coast as they prepare to descend into the notorious money pit of Oak Island. Well, I think it's the only sporting way, really. <laughs> Boys against girls, Monty. Sure, why not? Unless Miss Kingsley here wants to be on Team Dicky. No, thank you. Especially not when you put it like that. This is not a schoolyard football game, people. I am going down the pit, and you are welcome to either come with me or go on your own. Vesper and I will go our own way. 
After all, it's a big hole. Plenty of room for all of us. If the tales are true, there will be dozens of separate tunnels. Splendid. Maybe your friend can divine the right way to go. It doesn't work that way. You'll have plenty of time to explain it to me. Now get that perfect body of yours down the rope. Here you are, ma'am. Let me help you down. Thank you, Montgomery. You are indeed a gentleman. I hope you can rub some of that chivalry off on little Dicky. Bah. Just hurry it up, would you, Kingsley? Now, now. What's the rush? Oh, I didn't mention. We have until the tide comes in again to find our booty and get out. Or what? Or else the pit floods with water, of course. It's a common issue and one of the reasons no one has ever succeeded. Uh, I'm having second thoughts about joining this here expedition. Fear not, Monty. Are Vanessa and Vespa out of sight yet? Well, I don't see them on the rope anymore. Good. Then let me show you our secret weapon, eh? What, what are they doing now, Pa? The bearded fella is pulling out some big piece of paper with, uh... Oh, no. What? What? Let me see. It's a rubbing. A rubbing from the tablet. Damn it. Is that bad, Pa? It sure is, William. It means these treasure hunters might actually have a chance. And your pa has to go deal with them. Oh, nuts. Does that mean you're gonna miss dinner again? Son, the oath was the only honorable thing our family ever did. I'm not about to tarnish it for some of your mother's planked salmon. As fine as it is. Now, go get my axe. I have some thieves to take care of. While our heroes on Oak Island remain unaware of their lurking observers, the lawmen in New York are clawing their way through the darkness under the museum. What was that? Uh, probably just a rat. Mike, you got a lighter or something? I don't smoke. What do you mean you don't smoke? This is New York City. Everybody smokes. Why don't you pull out your lighter? I only use matches and then those cheap paper ones, so it would be pointless and probably burn my fingers. I'm sorry to keep asking this, but... You are a policeman, right? Afraid so, Mr. Kirby. There's a noise again. How long does this tunnel go? Are we going down or up? I can't tell. It's getting us nowhere. Look, we should go topside and call for backup. And a goddamn light. That didn't sound like any rat either. Ah! Help! Something biting my- ah! Kirby! Kirby, where are you? Give me your hand, damn it! I can't see a damn thing. Hold on, I got this. Jesus, Mike, are you crazy? It's a light, ain't it? Look! What the hell are those things? Well, like you said, rats. Big fellas, too. And it looks like the director there is lunch. Oh, Christ, let's get the hell out of here without distracted. You don't have to tell me twice. What was that? Oh, don't tell me. You were shooting the ground all that time, weren't you? Maybe. Mike! Nothing? Nothing. Should I be feeling anything? Not unless I wanted you to. But I'm not even able to read your mind. What good is a psychic to the stars without the psychic part? Do you think your gifts only work in your original body? Huh. That's not something you say every day. I hope not. Maybe if I keep trying it will just develop, like exercising a new muscle. Well, we'll have to try it when we're not crammed into an ancient hole underneath Canada. Come on, let's get a move on. I'll be damned if Dickie beats us to this supposed treasure. Something we have in common. You do a lot of this, do you? A spelunking, as Dickie calls it? I suppose so. 
Let's just say that Dickie and I are two sides of the same coin, except that I don't do it for the fame. Just the fortune. Oh, look at that. You can read my mind. And you had the common sense to bring a lighter. Oh, I always have one on me. Are you a smoker? I could kill for a ciggy. Oh, I'm afraid not. I don't like anything that's too healthy. Then why do you have a lighter? Because it makes fire at the flick of a switch. Do you know how useful that is? Case in point. Are you sure we're going the right way? Of course. Look at the walls. For most of our hike, they were scarred with deep, clear pickaxe marks. This tunnel has much older, time-worn tracks. I'd guess well over a century old. And so they were made by the original tunnel diggers? That's right. Uh-oh. Was that a tripwire? Okay, what's that? That sounds like rocks moving. I don't- Ah! A grease slide! Hold on! Uh, where the hell are we? Down. Oh, we definitely went down. And we're not alone. What? Look. Light! But from what? Ah! Those things are back! Back off, you freaks! That kept them back! God, they're as big as dogs! Where did they come from? They came from above, Officer Sullivan. Yeah! Who the hell? Freeze! NYPD! You will not shoot me, policeman. Yeah? Why not? Because my henchmen would tear you apart before you could fire a second shot. And I don't think you have enough bullets for them all. Do I know you, Mac? Officer Sullivan, I am wounded. After I helped you free my nemesis, the unknown vigilante from Alcatraz. Oh my god, you're that boat driver, the, the guy who tried to betray us when we left the island. It was, uh, um, um Marty, was it? No, no, wait, wait, uh, M Melinda. Something feminine. M Myrtle! No, that wasn't it. Hold on. It's Myrtle. Mad Myrtle Madigan, the most notorious villain this world has ever known. Never heard of you. Only because my master plans have all been thwarted through the never-ending perseverance of the unknown. I don't know, Mac. I I'm what could count for his best friend, and he's never really mentioned you. I'm sorry. What we have is very personal. Okay. Uh, look, Tiny Tim. Mad Myrtle Madigan, which, by the way, is a very masculine name, I'll have you know. Don't care. I'm just looking for some items that were stolen from the Natural History Museum. Oh, that was me. Yes, yes. Case closed. Would you like to see my latest and greatest plan to destroy the world? Not really. I would, however, like to recall- I wasn't asking. Uh, sure you were, you just said- Being that we are currently surrounded by rodents, I think we can hear the little guy out. Oh, you, Officer Sullivan, you'll be my special guest. Any friend of the unknown is a frenemy of mine. Great. Are you sure we're going the right way? Of course. See these pickaxe marks along the wall? Not really. Wait, wait. Yeah. I see some very faint little grooves. Exactly. Most of the way down they were much clearer and fresher. These grooves are old. No doubt from the first crew to dig the tunnels in the 18th century. Hot damn. This might be a real adventure after all. You doubted? Well, don't take this the wrong way, son, but I've uh, never really gone on one of your excursions. Ah, uh, yes. You're usually tagging along with Drake, eh? But only once. Before I met you on the Orient Express, we hadn't been together long, and 
She was an impressive Tomb Raider, as we call him. I mean, hell, you've even got a pocket flashlight. <laughs> What's so impressive about that? Well, Miss Drake just uses a cigarette lighter when she goes a-hunting. Really? I wouldn't have pegged her for a smoker. Well, my old torch here saved my life more than a few times. Remind me to tell you about the giant Aztec squid sometime. Hell, Dickie, old boy, why keep me waiting? <laughs> we got plenty of, uh, of... Did, did you see that? Hmm? Up ahead. A glint. Shine your light over there in the corner. Where? Over... Oh, my. What have we here? Looks like a skull. Gruesome. Hmm, a pirate skull at that. Well, how do you know? I think the eye patch encrusted with jewels might have been a giveaway. Oh, <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, I wonder what he's got hidden under that... Nancy, no! Whew. Thanks for the save, son. If you hadn't knocked me out of the way of that arrow, well... I guess I'd have a hole like your pith helmet, huh? Damn it, Ungawa. Never go touching an obvious booby trap. What'd you call me? Ah, sorry. It's what I call all my guides. Uh, long story. Guides? Well, how many of these Ungawa fellows have you had? Uh, somewhere in the low 20s. The first actual Ungawa was a loyal companion. And after his death... Uh, death? I. Well, it's a hazardous profession being a world-renowned explorer. Oh, the guide part, I mean. I never bothered remembering the actual names because, well, why bother? <laughs> By the time I'd get it down, they'd be dead. You are one queer little fella, Dickie. Thank you. Speaking of queer, take a look at the wall across from the skull trap. What about it? Oh, where's that arrow? On the other side, I presume. You mean it went clean through a rock wall? I'm guessing it was a spring-loaded firing mechanism with quite a lot of force. But it still shouldn't have been able to go through rock, unless... That there ain't rock! <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> a false wall to another chamber, I guess. Clever. Tell me, Monty, would you care to put those powerful fists of yours into action? You think I can just punch down a wall? I know you can. Well, stand back, son. Here come the Becknell Piledriver! Yeah! Vesper? Physically, yes. A benefit to having a perfect body. Just covered in dirty grease, like yourself. At least you didn't go down that slide face first. Ugh, I look like a minstrel show. How fitting, since we seem to be in a chamber with... a piano? Oh my word. It looks more like an organ, made out of human bones. Who has the time and the manpower, literally, to make something as grotesque as this? It looks like it's connected to this large door here. Ah, uh, yeah, that's... That's pretty firmly shut. What are you saying? We have to play the organ to open the door? That's one hell of a log. How do we even know what to play? Well... If this place was built by late 18th century Brits... What is that noise? It's coming from that... Wall, look out! Maybe assisting you wasn't such a great idea. Well, when that wall finally gave, and really gave, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, Drake! Welcome to the party, gentlemen. Is that an organ made out of skeletons? Observant as always. Oh, hold on. I observe something Dicky here dropped on the ground. Uh, give that here. Ah, ah, ah. Finders keepers. What is this? Uh, that's a rubbin' Dicky made of some old tablet. Ixnay on the Atlet Bay? Sorry, son, I don't speak Latin. It's nothing important. Uh, just a tablet that was found during one of the first expeditions down the pit. It's written in some kind of ancient language Dickie here can't understand. Auntie, please! What? 
And you just conveniently failed to mention this when we all started? I never asked you all to come with me in the first place. Stop it, both of you! Vanessa, take a look at this. What about it? No, hold it this way. What does it look like to you? A bunch of... Oh! Oh my word. Music notes. What? Dickie, you ignorant savage. You held the key this whole time and didn't know it. I knew it was a key. I just didn't know what the lock was. Just what is the lock exactly? Stand back and watch. Well, I'll be a cooter's mama. Shockingly, that worked. That was a lot easier than I expected. Uh, don't, don't jinx it, ma'am. Well played, Drake. Looks like your mumsy's piano lessons paid off at last. After you. Please, age before beauty, as my mumsy would say. Hmm. As our heroes pass through the open door to what lies beyond, let us now pass through the open door of savings with this word from our sponsor. Hello, this is world-renowned explorer extraordinaire Little Dickie Broughton. And on my travels through the Orient, I often like to get a quick pick-me-up from Madam Poppy Blossom's opium den. However, I'm afraid to admit that I do have a fear of needles. Luckily, Madam Poppy Blossom has a fine alternative. Madam Poppy Blossom's Opium Suppositories. Hello. You have fear needles, no worry. We put it up. But don't just take my word for it. As a merchant sailor, maritime law prevents us from any overt use of... substance. It's fantastic. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ernest Hemingway. I've spent most of my life chasing the dragon, and turns out he was behind me the whole time. Uh, uh Madam Poppy Blossom, look, I, I'm fine with needles. It, it, I've got a thing about... No, it's okay. Let me put it in. No, you no, like, no, uh, you like, like. Wait, wait, don't, don't you have, like, a pipe or you something? You like, oh, you want the pipe, too? Okay, yeah, I'll stick yeah. it in. No, no, oh, God, no! So when you find yourself on your next trip through the Orient, be sure to stop by Madam Poppy Blossom's Opium Den. Opium Suppositories, brought to you by Totoni's Sopium Products. Now, with takeout. Time, Madam Poppy Blossom's Opium Suppositories. The only opium suppositories you can use on bears. <sighs> Words cannot describe the spectacle of such a product! So let us instead turn our attention to the deep underworld of New York, where Mad Myrtle Madigan is wrapping up a long-winded tell-all speech. It's amazing what happens when you flush a pet rat down into the sewers of New York. If you think my furry minions are large, you should see the alligators. Ah, but I digress. This is what I have brought you to see. 
What in high heaven is this? Looks like a giant axle. Behold, gentlemen, the pillar of Manhattan. The what? You're kidding me. That's just a myth. I'm sorry, what? What kind of New Yorker are you, Mike? That Los Angeles sun fry your brain? It's the goddamn pillar of Manhattan. Indeed. Years ago, when the island of Manhattan was purchased from the local tribe, an explorer ventured down a mysterious sinkhole. What he found was this, a monstrous stalactite that appeared to be holding up the entire island above. As you can see, we are on a narrow, rocky bridge. Look below us. Is that water? Ocean water, to be exact. The legend is true, and I intend to sink Manhattan into the sea below. <laughs> You're crazy! No, I'm mad! Wait, wait, wait a moment. What does this have to do with the break-in at the museum? Ah, yes. The key to my plan. The legendary adamantine axe of Madagascar. Hey, there it is. The pickaxe with the strange diamond shape Kirby was talking about. The one currently sticking out of the pillar? You're telling me you're using this thing to destroy Manhattan? The axe is nigh indestructible and can cut through anything without breaking. The infamous Captain Kidd took it back with him aboard the Adventure Prize. He used it to burrow a secret treasure pit under an island off the Canadian coast. Oak Island? I see now why my nemesis has kept you around. Thanks? Listen, I'm sorry to interject here, Lon Chaney, but what exactly is your big plan, other than killing hundreds and thousands of New Yorkers? I'm glad you asked. Oh, no. Oh. I was actually hoping you could help me with that part. Excuse me? Well, there are two ways I could go with this. One, I send Manhattan crashing into the ocean, then rise up as the leader of what remains, perhaps ruler of the underground nation of Manhattan, very Milton. Uh-huh. Uh, or? Yes, or, 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 I could topple the city, etc., etc., which would cripple the economy of the financial center of the world, plunging the world into darkness. Uh, what's the benefit of that one? Um, oh, oh, I could simply issue a standard ransom note asking for demands to be met, and... If they aren't, then, well, you know. Right, right, crashing into the sea. Yeah. I gotta say, that sounds like the most reasonable plan there, Turtle. But I think you forgot about the third option. Oh? Well, the part where you brought two trained coppers onto a narrow bridge over the cold Atlantic Ocean where your freakish minions can't get to us easily. And? What's the twist? Uh, then, uh, let me show you. Yes, yes, but please do. What? No! That was anticlimactic. Don't speak too soon, Steven. We still have an army of pissed-off retrocities to get through. You might want to grab that holy pickaxe or what's-it over there and start swinging. Already on it. Mike, I just want you to know, you might be a drunk and a loose cannon, but you've always been a good pal. Thanks, Steven. You know, in Los Angeles, I, I really am a lot more straight-laced. You live with a monkey named after a fictional hoary-eyed playboy. Yeah, but compared to him, I'm a saint. Just kill some damn rats, would you? Batter up!
God dang it! Another chamber. Not so fast, just another puzzle. Look here, it's one more door. Step aside, please. There appears to be a keyhole, though it's an unusual one if it is. Looks like it requires some kind of diamond-shaped key or object to go in there. Do you see anything through the keyhole, Dickie? Let me shine my torch. Ah, my word. Is that a golden light coming from the hole? It's blindingly brilliant. Dickie, are you crying? It's, it's beautiful. So much treasure. So many long-lost archaeological finds. So much. What the hell was that? Uh, the door we came through. It's... Uh, yeah, it shut tighter than a... Don't finish that sentence, please. There are ladies present. My apologies. I did not wish to involve the women, but it seems it was unavoidable. Open this door, son, or I'll... You will do nothing, I'm afraid. This door was built to withstand the forces of nature. It can withstand your otherwise impressive punches. You have been following us, eh? Who are you? I am a guardian, a safekeeper of the captain's prize. So you're supposed to keep people out? You're doing a terrible job. Most people who come here are clueless. They dig around hoping they'll make a lucky hit. A few have died, drowned by the sea, or fallen to their deaths. But you, you are different. Once I saw that paper with the tablet's markings, I knew I would have to fulfill my family's sacred oath to protect this booty. So you're just going to leave us here to die? I'm afraid so. The tide will be coming in any minute now. What is your name, good sir? I am Johann Byrne. What difference does that make? I see this door also has a diamond-shaped keyhole. Yes. For the adamantine axe of Madagascar, the only key that will unlock these gates. You don't happen to have that with you too, do you? Uh, Dickie? Uh, never heard of it, sorry. Johan, could I just look upon your face before I die, so that I may at least know my executioner? What are you up to, Vesper? I'm exercising a new muscle. Let's see if desperation might help work it out. Fine. I am here. Are you satisfied? One more thing. If you could just peek through the keyhole and look into my eyes, tell me you really want to go through with this. I am an honorable man. I cannot say no. There. I'm looking right at you and I am sorry, but I... I... I will do as you wish. She did it! That's the old Kingsley I know. My dear Johan, do you know the chords to play in the organ that would open this door? I... I do. Yes. Then if you would be so kind. Of course. Please wait. Let me at him, you some bitch! Knockout! <laughs> Congratulations, you punched out a defenseless man. Well, this fellow was gonna kill us. That doesn't mean... Is that water? Applesauce, it's the tide. This whole cave system is flooding. We need to move now. Don't need to tell me twice. Montgomery, a boost up, please? Up you go. <clears throat> Miss Vesper? But what about... No time. Grab onto Miss Drake. After you, Monty. The hole we broke through from leads back to the main pit in the rope. Uh, head for it as fast as possible. I'll be right behind you. But what about Johan? Not too bad for him. Go! Same old Dicky. Now see here. Come on, ladies. Get a move on. Uh, what? No! Help me! 
Please! No time, I'm afraid. Ta! Please, no! You can't leave me! I was just doing my duty! The, the water is rising too fast! I cannot reach the exit! Ah, sorry, old man, but... Uh... I have a son! Have you no honor? No... Damn it! I'm sorry, but no, I am not the same old Dickie. I do have honor. Hold on, man, I'm coming! The sun sets slowly on the Isle of Oak, hours after the aborted treasure hunt ended in near death for almost all involved. Almost. Yeah, I still don't see anything down there. It's getting too dark to see, ma'am. Damn it, Dickie. You can only stare death in the face so many times before he calls your bluff. I don't think that's how that's saying You know what I meant. Well, I refuse to give up hope. If Dickie's not ready to go, then he ain't gonna go. If there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that little Dickie is alive and kicking. You're a hopeless romantic, Montgomery. It's a Georgian thing, ma'am. It got me through Georgia Tech and it got me through the Navy. Being a hopeless romantic is all there is in life. You've been awful quiet, Vesper. You knew Dickie the longest of all of us. Why aren't you as bothered that the man just drowned in a pirate's pit? Oh, I was just waiting for him to walk back here to gloat. What do you mean, walk? He popped up over the edge of that cliff over there about five minutes ago, and I've been watching him try to help Johan walk back. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Never give up, ladies! <laughs> that bastard! I could kill him again! I've missed you too, Drake. Thanks for the lack of assistance, by the way. This man is heavier than he looks. Good! You should serve more penance than that for scaring the life out of us all. How many times have I told you? If you think I've perished, just give it some time. I'll turn up. Uh, but how did you get all the way over there? Ah, as Johan here pointed out, once I pulled him from the water, the tide enters the pit through a series of tunnels that lead to the sea right over there. This island has been my family's home for generations. We know it better than anyone, including the channels beneath. Aye. We popped out just over yonder and have been clamoring back ever since. I would have returned sooner, but the man seems to have broken his leg when Monty cold-cocked him. Uh, still ain't apologizing. No need. I did my duty, and you did yours. My family swore an oath to protect the captain's hoard, and that is what I did. The fact that I tried is enough to keep our honor intact. Oh, you're lucky I don't just throw you back into the pit. Now, now, Monty. That's no way to treat our host. Host? Yes, he's invited us to dinner with his wife and son. I understand that she makes a fantastic planked salmon. Yes? It's true. One worth dying for. All's fair in love and pirate's booty? Sure, why not? We hope you enjoyed this slight detour underground as our heroes in Nova Scotia learned something about themselves while avoiding death once again. Mostly. Officer Sullivan's fate will have to wait for another time. We'll be taking a short break from our regular monthly schedule to regroup, possibly over a nice dish of flanked salmon, before returning again in the fall with more barely controlled insanity mixed with pulp charm, the ingredients that make a perfect cup of tales of... Yes,